Hello, you're listening to Spirit Life Teachings with T. Jason Price, founder of Power for Freedom Ministries. Check out full sermons, encouraging words, and more on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and website, all linked in our show notes. Now, here's T. Jason Price. I think we're good to go, so we're going to pray and then get started. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your hand. We thank you for opening our eyes, opening our ears. We ask you, Father, that we would be able to grow and mature tonight, that we would get freedom in our life, we would get deliverance in our life, that we would get past these things that keep bringing us down. We thank you. We love you. We know, Father, that you are faithful. You are faithful. We can trust you. You're a good Father. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. All right. So what we're going to start on uh, is in Second Corinthians, but before we look at some Bible verses, I want to talk to you about perception and reality. Because really, the big hang-up, a lot of people have been through traumatic events, you've been through some hard things in your life, and I'm not going to find what's traumatic or what's hard. I'm not going to do that. You you know, you know yourself, uh, and everyone's a little different, so something that might not bother somebody would you know easily bother someone else. So don't let people define to you what is traumatic or what is trauma or what is you know easy to get over or hard to get over uh you know you work it out with god and you work it out with god don't worry about everyone else i know i said it twice i'll say it again you work it out with god don't worry about judging yourself or trying to be at a level where other people are just relax and work it out with god so i just want to read you a couple examples here of perception versus reality uh, and so how a person sees something is a, a perception of how you see it Reality is what it actually is. You know what I mean? Like there is no perception. It is. It is what it actually is. Uh, perceptions can vary from person to person. Reality, it doesn't. It it is again. I know I'm gonna say it, but it is what it is. Um, perception. Something can be wrong, or it can be right. It can be this and that. But reality is again. The, it's either right or it's wrong. There's. There's not a, I see it two different ways. You might see it two different ways, but water's wet, period. Uh, and someone else will say, well, it's not wet. Well, it doesn't matter what people say. The truth is what reality is truth. So you can look at reality more of a truth kind of thing. Uh, and then you look at perception as how someone perceives that situation. So what is a perceived reality? A perceived reality is that trauma or events in your life have created you to function, to look at things different, uh, to make a way for you to survive through those events, through those traumatic things. And what that basically means is, is that you have perceived a reality that may not exist. Now, it doesn't mean that you're living off, the, you know, off of reality in the sense of you can't function. I mean in the reality of who you are as a person. Uh, you may see yourself as something that no one else would see you as because it's simply not true. But you've made a reality of this is who I am. You ever hear someone say that? This is who I am. Well, okay, that's not who God says you are, and that's not how we would or other people would see you, but it's how you have perceived you, and that has now become reality. Uh, how you view friends, right? Uh, every one of your friends are going to do this, or every relationship is going to do this. It's not true. It's just you have made a perception because of events in your life that now that is a reality to you. It is a truth. And when it becomes a truth to you, you start living it as it is true, now, you're going to start shaping things to create in that truth it being true. Let me give you an example. Somebody's in a car 
uh, late at night, and it has it's it's I'm gonna say late at night, and you understand why in a minute. Late at night, and they're driving down the road, and they get into a horrific accident. All right, and if you've been through that, just a horrific accident. The next time a person, that same person, would drive a car, if it'd be the same time at night, they would perceive that as a dangerous time of night. They may raise their kids believing that is a dangerous time of night. They may tell their friends that's a dangerous time of night. And the reality is, it's just a time of night. The reality is, car accidents are very rare. It's not a common thing. The reality is, it's just an event of life. But you would change how you travel. You wouldn't travel at that time of night. You wouldn't want your kids to travel at that time of night. You would tell your family, your friends, I can't go if it's at that time of night. You would build a reality of that time. In other words, a number on a clock. That time being when these things happen. And in your mind, it would be as true as true can be true. Uh, some people get really, I mean, they get a little weird because they get so spiritual. They get weird and they believe this idea that this means that. If there's something happens, if the sun and the moon touch together or, you know, something weird or the wind blows and a twig falls, it is you believe, like you made a, a belief of that perception of what that means, that it's got to equal this. And what happens is, Without some guidance and without some, uh, you know, spiritual discipleship, without being grounded in a good home ministry or church where the word is preached, where there's a grounded flowing of the supernatural gifts, not a free-for-all, but a grounded flowing, right? Uh, we can get weird because we can let these perceptions or these perceived realities actually manifest as a reality. Uh, your body can start to manifest. If you believe that every time... Uh, the wind blows, it's going to knock a tree down and hit your house because that has happened in your life. Every time the wind blows, your body will respond to that event. Now, you could say it's a trigger. You could say it's these things that remind you of them. I understand that. But it's also where it gets to a deeper level of this is who I am. I'm a person who this is the reality of my life. Well, the truth is it's not the reality of your life. It's what you perceived to be the reality of your life that now you're manifesting uh, most likely in negative ways, but you wouldn't even say they're negative ways. You would say, this is just how it is, right? And so turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Uh, we want to read a couple of Bible verses here because we want to lay a foundation of how to get out of these places. And I'll tell you ahead of time, it's not easy. Uh, and if it was easy, you know, uh, we would all just be living for God and full and everything would happen. But when you've been through something hard in your life, you've been through traumatic events, a child, as a teenager, as an adult, these things shape people. I mean, they really can shape a person. And so 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Most charismatics don't read the first part when they quote this. They say, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Uh, and there is freedom, but the part that I really want to catch, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And turn to me to John chapter 8, verse 31. So Jesus was saying to those uh, Jews who had believed him, If you continue my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And what does he say? What, is, what does he mean by that? He is truth. He is freedom. Jesus is truth. Jesus is freedom. His word is truth. Uh, and the reason why... This is important is because a perceived reality can't be moved when there's truth. Truth will stop a perceived reality 
and make a actual reality, okay? Uh, what I mean by that, so you let Jesus into your life, uh, and we don't want to let him in situations because then we say, well, Jesus allowed this, or Jesus did this, or he didn't. And, and what, you're, what you're really saying is that in your heart, you haven't found a way to make sense of what happened. You, you haven't found a way to grasp reality in a fact of bad things happen to me. Uh, normally through the hands of people, some accidental, some intentional, some just, you know, could even be nature, you know, storms, whatever. And so we, we want to we make sure we believe in Jesus, but there is a little bit of reserve, isn't there, of saying, well, he, he's in it. He's in it with us. He could stop it. Because then this question comes up, well, God could have stopped it. Why didn't God stop it? That answer to that question, it is, it is critical for you alone to find with God. But you're not going to find that answer until you get grounded in the reality of what has actually happened to you. Like, to the reality of, not a perceived reality of it, but an actual reality of what happened. Because until you can own the truth of it, it's hard to get free in something that doesn't exist. You understand what I'm saying? It's hard to get free of a perceived reality or, or, or something that's not even, that's, it's not real. And you're trying to get free of something it, it, it doesn't even exist to get free in. And you're praying and God doesn't answer your prayer. He, he's not answering your prayer because you're praying about something that there is no answer to because it isn't real. In other words, this isn't really who you are. The time on the clock is not really bad. Uh, the wind blowing doesn't really have anything in it. And so you're praying and, it, and it's not satisfying the need. It's not satisfying the, the, the feeling of getting free. Well, that's because there's nothing really there to be removed or grab a hold of. It's, it's, a, it's a perception. It's a, it's a belief you're holding on to because you need it to function. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people who believe in God, not out of the love of God, but out of the necessity of something to grab a hold of. And why do I say unfortunate for that? Because when you grab Jesus out of a need, and you're going to say, just, just let me finish. If you grab Jesus out of a need instead of relationship, then he always has to fulfill a need. And when Jesus doesn't fulfill the need, then you're going to say, well, there is no Jesus. He's failing. And you're going to go through these cycles in your life of ups and downs and highs and lows and where is he and what did you do wrong and so on. When you grab him out of a relationship, then you understand he loves you. And it's in that love that you'll find the truth of who he is. And that truth will set you free. It's not as satisfying uh, as what you would say, well, I'm going to go after and get that right now. No, no, no. That's not how he satisfies. He satisfies with truth that builds a foundation of truth that removes obstacles that gets rid of perceived uh, reality, your perception of what it is, and it makes the actual truth of who he is and who you are start to come alive. But that takes time in building through relationship. Now, I know, right? It's a lot. So you're going to have to listen to it a couple of times. Uh, but we want to continue to keep reading this uh, and, and the word of God and start pouring into you because when the Holy Spirit comes in John 16, 13, when he, the spirit of truth comes, right? The Holy Spirit comes into our life and he brings truth. Now here's where the clash starts to happen, okay? You've got a perceived reality. And, and I'm not saying it's not, it's, it's not justified as in a sense of reality, but it is justified in a sense you've been through something. So I'm not going to ever discount what someone believes to be true is true to them. It doesn't mean it's true, but it's true to them. And you got to respect that in people because what is, is a foundational belief of truth to them may, may not actually be true. 
to have them to remove that is very difficult. It's like Paul saying, I spent my whole life serving God. I get knocked down only to find out I'm not serving God anyway. That, that's not a that's not a one-two counseling kind of thing. That's a that's a Holy Spirit needed conversion, conviction, transformation that has to happen, right? So when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you in all truth. For he will not speak of his own initiative, but what he hears, he will speak. And what he disclosed to you, what is to come? So he is the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is going to work in the Godhead, the Trinity, right? And he's going to bring the truth of the Father and the Son all into your life. Now that is going to start rattling your perception. The enemy is going to live in that perception. He's going to live uh, in the lies of what you have created in you to function. All right, I'm not, I'm not saying this in a negative sense of putting anyone down. This is just a reality of, of real talk. And so you build this idea of perception that doesn't exist. That's where the enemy will live. He'll live in that perception because he can live where there's no truth. Are you following me? There's no truth. So he can live in it because there's nothing to drive him out. It's not real. It's real to you, but it's not real in the sense of actual truth. So God comes in and lives in you. And so you've got truth that's grounded in God that's actual truth. He's the only truth there is. The Word of God is the only truth there is. doesn't matter how good the speaker is, the counselor is, the motivational talker. No, no. The, the Word of God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, that is the only truth that is grounded. In the battle within you of your perceived reality that's become true to you, where the enemy would live in a lie, I'm not saying in you, he's not possessed you, he's living in the idea, the thought, right? In the, in the, the placed position of where you need the function to get through the day. So he's hanging out in this area. And the Holy Spirit is in the depths of you, in the core of who you are, building truth. Now that truth's going to build. You go to a strong church, right? You hear some strong preaching. It gets up there. This clashes with the perceived reality, and you have a choice. You have a choice of who you're going to listen to. Uh, you're going to keep pressing in to God, or you're going to reject God and press into the one that you have built that you're more comfortable with that feels like you. Well, of course it feels like you. You build it. You understand? You built the thing. So, of course, it feels just like you. And all the rules that that perceived uh, perception of reality lives in, you build it. You gave it the parameters. You've given it life. You've, you spoke into it and given it existence. So, yeah, it feels like you because it is you. You made that. And God comes in your life, and God is truth, and it feels like there's a conflicting difference in you of two wars, two forces at war. And so what most uh, people want is they want to go to a church or ministry. Uh, we'll put those words of connection there. They want to go to where their reality of truth, their perceived reality of truth, it, it, it can be questioned, but man, you can't challenge it. You can't just throw it out the window and say, no, we're, we're going to live by truth. So we get what's called like a watered down, or we get the things that entice people. You know, you ever notice where there's people that get online and they say, uh, February is the season of, or March is this is going to happen, or uh, you know this is the year of. Uh, and I read those things and I say to myself, well, come on, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is the same March for God as every March will be for God. He might pour out in your life, but he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not just now in the business of saving people. He's been doing it forever. He's not just now in the business of healing. He's been healing forever. What are these people doing? I think their hearts are right. I think their hearts are good. Let's say it that way. But what they're doing is they're reaching out for people that have built this thing that 
March. March is going to be my answer. February is going to be my answer, right? This church is going to be the answer. This person is going to, because this perceived reality is these are the answers. The actual answer is in Christ who doesn't move. The, the answer is in Christ who is grounded. And what we're really doing is we're distracting truth by a, a false reality, perceived reality that we're running from, just so we don't have to deal with the truth. And people who represent the truth, sometimes that can be where your, your hurdle is. And then we take it out on people. You got to remember that if, if someone in your life hurts you, it's not who hurt you that matters. In your thought process, it very much is. But in the reality of what it is, it's not who, it's what was in them that used them to hurt you. Your real enemy is not the person. Your real enemy is what motivated, what inspired, what, what, what pushed the person that hurt you to hurt you. And that is Satan. It's not people. Our enemy is not people. Say, well, there's good and bad people. Too deep, too much time for tonight. But the enemy come to kill, steal, and destroy. And Christ has come to give life and life more abundantly. So when you have these situations, your reality can be, I need to get free from my parents or from this person or it was this church or it was this. No, the reality is there's an enemy who's trying to, to kill all of us. He's like a roaring lion looking who he can devour, right? He's after every single one of us every day. Defeated is not the same as being dumb. He's defeated, but he's not dumb. He's defeated, but he's not lazy. You know, <laughs> like he he's going to keep pursuing after he's like a roaring lion you don't want to be someone he can devour so don't allow him into a perceived reality where he has a playground in your mind and your thoughts you've got to ground it well you, i know what you're saying jason it's hard to be grounded in the truth of god when there's so much pain and memories of trauma that i've i've got to get through this first i know it's not easy i i, I i'm 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 with you on this it's hard and not everyone has to go through it. Not everyone goes through horrific events or like not everyone has trauma. Not everyone, uh, you know, unfortunately experiences. So for the, the, the few of us, the select few of us, you could say it that way, uh, you know, it's hard. Not going to argue that. Not going to say it's not hard. But there's hope. I mean, there, there's a freedom. There's, there's hope that we can get over this. That, that, that we have testimonies of people that have come through great traumatic events and been delivered but in all that process there's something that has to be broken first and proverbs 16 this is the 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 key verse to break this idea to get the enemy out of uh, a place that doesn't even exist but is very real to you to allow truth to manifest itself in you that will position your heart to be able to receive those words from however God uses them, whether it's a prophetic word, a teaching word, a preaching word, an evangelist, a or even you know just a, a friend or whoever. But however that word gets to you, until you can get a grip and in a, a tight sense of your response due to trauma and the reason that you're responding this way to trauma, until you can grab a hold of that. And I mean, don't let me grab a hold of it. You got to understand. I'm not saying. Like, you know, just softly grab a hold of it. I mean, you, you've you got to grab a hold of that and, and wrestle that thing into reality. you got to wrestle it down and, and say, okay, so it may have changed me a little bit. It may have it may have, have warped my sense of how I view myself or people or trust or this and that. Uh, it, it may have put you that you put yourself in positions where 
repetitive patterns of these things that happen to you, right? And so we don't want to get all weird and say, well, this means the moon, the tree, and that. No, no, no. Let's step out of that place for a second. Ground yourself, right? Uh, if you ever have a panic attack or anxiety attack or you ever had one of these triggers, you know you need to ground yourself. You need to get out. You can't stay in them. You stay in them, you're just going to go down and down and down and down. Depression is the same way. You got addictions, all these things. You you can't let yourself get. You got to get up. You you gotta you gotta get up out of it. You gotta you gotta stir yourself. You gotta get up out of it and break that thing that makes a false reality, a perceived reality that becomes truth, and replace it with the truth of God. Now Proverbs chapter sixteen, verse twenty-five. Such a powerful verse. There is a way which seems right to a man, but his end is the way of death. Read it. There is a way which seems right to a man, but his end is the way to death. This this is so powerful, you can get lost in words to even explain it. There is a way in which a man, it seems right to me. There's a way that I think things are right, right? I think this is right. I perceive this is right. I am built on the belief, the basis, this is right. But his end is the way of death. Now, that's that's a strong word, isn't it? It's a strong into your life that you may have built something you believe is right, but the end of it is death. Now, we know the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So we know that that means the end of that way of death. And so we know the end of that is we're going to wrap up deeper into the schemes of the enemy. We're going to, we're going to be farther into the, the plots and the lies and the deception. And the farther you go in there, you're going to have to keep building branches of perceived realities out of those places in that fakeness until you can function. You're going to have to keep making escape routes. You're going to have to keep finding a path uh, that is the least resistance of torment. Because as truth comes in your life, the enemy is, is not just going to say to you, oh, wonderful, you're getting truth, I'm out of here. Right? The Bible tells us we need to renew our mind. We need to renew our mind constantly with the Word of God. We have the mind of Christ. We have to renew our mind. We have to be able to look at our situations, look at the trauma, look at the things that happen in our life. Say, I've been going to counseling for this many years. I've been doing this for this many years. And, and I would tell people this. I preach this. I believe this. You cannot win a, a spiritual battle by fighting with the flesh or through the flesh. You've got to beat spiritual battles in the spirit. Well, you can't do that if you don't have, one, the spirit, two, know how to do it. You know what I mean? Like you, you got to know how to build your spirit. You got to know how to, how to get stronger than the spiritual opposition against you. This is not how this works. But for example, if your spirit is like a kindergartner and the enemy is attacking you at a college level, you, you're not going to start on Monday building your spirit and Tuesday have victory. I'm not saying it can't happen. God can do anything. So don't hear that, but I'm saying, and I said before it wasn't truth, just an example. We need to build our spirit. Paul says bodily exercise doesn't give us a whole lot of benefit, but spiritual exercise does. We need to build our spirit with the word of God, the truth of God, that brings you above what you believe in your mind that seems right to a man, to a woman, seems right to you, until the word of God starts to seem right. And you say to yourself, 
okay, this is not true. This perception is not true. I am not this person. Uh, this is not who I'm going to be. It, 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 this is not a time of night. This is not if I travel. It's not if I, if I eat this or don't get enough sleep. If I go here, panic attacks. If I don't eat, this will happen. If I watch a movie, now you shouldn't watch bad movies, but you know what I mean? Like if I watch a trigger, I'll be up all night. The invasive thoughts, the invasive ideas, the depression, the anxieties, the fears, the addictions, the, the anger, the violence, the, the whole slew of emotions that come from traumatic events as they, as they stir up out of you. When, when we start to think that we can avoid that reality of what has happened, by avoiding earthly or natural things. Now, there is some truth to it. Obviously, you shouldn't go back in some areas you were in. I think that's understood, right? Uh, but to say, if I don't get eight hours of sleep, well, no, eight hours of sleep, if you don't get it, does not cause, uh, seven hours does not cause uh, drinking too much caffeine or you know not going this route on the road or not having the sun, no. There's not truth to these things. The truth to these things is there's stuff in you that's got to come out. Not in a possession form. Not in a demonic sense form. But in a God wants to heal you whole. God wants your spirit whole. He wants your soul whole. David says, my soul is afflicted. I'm tormented. I, you know, he, he's, just, he's, he's just riddled with just anxious thoughts. And uh, we see Timothy saying, oh God, you know, uh, help me in my spirit of fear. And Paul says, you don't have a spirit of fear, right? Power, love, and a sound mind. David, uh, you know, he, he has an affair. He's going through all this. He's pacing. Don't, you know, just his heart is just crying out to, to God. You read the Psalms and you, you weep for him inside. You can tell what he's going through. Job, you know, uh, all of my fears have come upon me. The greatest thing I've ever feared has come upon me. I mean, there's, there's, there's so many examples where we see that these things, they're not demonic inside but they're demonic in nature but not into the form of possession or there's a demon in you but there is a traumatic event a thing you went through that happened that is still stirring and boiling and bubbling inside the old pot you know what i mean like it, it's just waiting to come out and so the truth of god breaks down these perceived ideas this perceived reality and it leaves you vulnerable it leaves you uh-oh I can't blame seven hours or eight hours of sleep. Uh-oh, I can't blame the wind blowing. Uh-oh, I can't blame, uh, you know, if, if a tree fell or if it's this time of night or if it rained or, you know, the things that remind you of it. You know what I mean? The things that you've made in your heart where you say, um, that's it, that's the reason. If I avoid this, if I never fly, if I never travel, if I never, it'll stop all that from happening. Well, some of this I can speak to you from experience. I've lived some of these things, so I can tell you from experience, it's very easy to fall in his traps. But when God starts to free you, because who the Son sets free is free indeed. And when he starts to free you, you realize these things that I thought were right in my mind, right? A way that seems right to a man. They were just leading me to death. They were leading me to not enjoying friendship, not enjoying fellowship, not pursuing God, not kingdom building, uh, not hanging out with my kids, not being able to do this, not being able to do this, not being able to do this. And, and God wants you whole. He wants you healthy. He brings these things up out of you, not to embarrass you, not to make you feel weak or dumb, not to you know, pick on you, but to say, hey, here it is. Let's deal with this stuff and let's get free and whole. Let's get rid of this once and for all. Let's get this done. Let's remove it. 
And what happened is this beautiful thing where the things you used to need, you don't need anymore. And one day you'll look back, and I do this all my life in, in the areas where God has delivered me, and I think, I can't believe I believe that. I, I can't believe that I actually believed that. It's deeper than that. You might not even notice now that not only do you believe it, you're living it. Like you're actually living an existence, you're living your life based on a perceived reality of truth that doesn't exist. And so I want to encourage you tonight, uh, take the word of God, he's truth. Take Jesus and start praying a little different. If you've been going to counseling, go, go a little different. Say, hey, I want to get to the root of this. I want to get to the heart of it. And I'm not going to trust the way I see myself. I'm not going to trust the way that I have perceived the way out or the way of healing is in this, in this situation. I'm going to say that there's a, a small, real possibility I have perceived the truth that doesn't exist. I have perceived the reality and living it that isn't really there. I'm going, to, I'm going to be mature enough to say I'm going to believe that I have a way which seems right to me that may be the reason I'm leading towards a life that I don't want. Sometimes in all our prayer, in all of our fasting, in all of our reading, in all of our doing, in other words, uh, we need to calm down and hear God. Just, it's not in the earthquake, not in the fire, not in the wind. It was in a small whisper, right, in a cave. Sometimes we got to calm down and say, okay, I'm, I'm not building truth enough. I'm not building my foundation enough. Until I build a foundation, whatever I've gained in prayer is going to keep creeping back. Whatever I've gained in fasting is going to keep creeping back. Whatever I've gained in fill in the blank is going to creep back. As you build a foundation in God, as you build a strong spirit, a strong spirit that can stand against these things, as you build that spirit, nothing will be able to come back. You know, do you know what I mean? As you fill your spirit, nothing will be able to come back. And as you pray and fast, do it with the intention of building your spirit of truth of building the reality of Christ, of building who the Son sets free is free indeed. In the building of the Spirit of Truth feeding me, in the building of, of, of being able to see clearly the correlation between Scripture's reality of Christ and Him manifesting in your life. The reality of the Christian life, the characteristics, the new birth, uh, the, the manifestation of that in your life. Connecting to scripture. See the truth of that. Connecting to the reality of who you are. Not a perceived reality. The actual reality. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. I am free today because the Son has set me free. Your, your brain may say, no you're not. You still have these things. And you, you need to ground and say the truth is I am free. I am a new creation in Christ. I cannot be that old thing. Behold, all things have, the old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You're, you're a new creation. The truth is, you are a new creation in God. That is a fact. That is not a perception. That is a fact. If you're born again, you are a new creation. You cannot be who you were. I don't care what teaching you listen to, what video you watch. You cannot be who you are. It is impossible for Christ to come in your life and make you a new creation and you still be an old creation. You don't have the power to stop 
the working power of God. You, there, there's no sin. He defeated. There's no evil. He defeated. There's no power in heaven and in hell and everything in the earth, the Bible says. He has dominion over it all. You cannot stop God. Now, your, your fake, your false perception of reality may say, yeah, but he doesn't know what I did. It doesn't matter. It cannot stop God. When we believe that our freedom is greater than, uh, than, than what God can give us. In other words, our freedom, the cost is too great. The, the freedom is too great. It's greater than what God can do. That is a false reality. That is an absolute lie that we're living in, believing, because the enemy wants you to believe. You're going to be this way forever. This is who you're going to be. You're never going to get better. You're never going to get over this. It's going to be you forever. No, no, no. The truth of the word is, the truth of the word is someday you will crush Satan with the heel of your foot, right? So there's a mountain in front of you of obstacles, a mountain of problems, and, and, and your trauma and your event. Someday that mountain will be flattened by the word of God. It'll crush it, right? A mustard-sized seed of faith. You say that mountain, be gone, thrown in the sea. It's in the sea. What does that mean? It means you say to that mountain of trauma, that mountain of stuff you've been through, Today, we throw you into the sea. What used to stand in front of me, I now walk over and crush with my feet. No weapon formed against me can prosper. Not a weapon. Not a weapon. Right? The Lord is not the author of confusion. This is clear to my brain. I am not confused. I do not have thoughts that are not of God. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. You keep telling yourself, the mind of Christ. When the enemy comes at me in one direction, he'll flee in seven different directions. He will be confused. I will not be confused. I will not be shaken. I will not be moved. I will not give up. I will not fail this time. I will not fall back in patterns because I can do all things through Christ. And it's through Christ. And if Christ is in you, then the reality and the truth of your situation is in your situation, the power of God in you, you can do all things through him. Because he doesn't fail. And if he's in you, you're not going to fail because he doesn't fail. It's bigger than you. You understand? It's bigger than you. It's about him not failing. It's about him proving his dominion over the works of the enemy. His victory over the works of the enemy. His, his name above all names. That's the truth. That is not a perceived reality. That is the facts. That is the truth. That is reality of the gospel of Christ that lives in you. Spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives in you. It is impossible for you not to change, for you not to be who God called you to be. There is a spirit that lifted Christ's body out of the dead living in you. It's the same spirit of God. You have the same fullness of the spirit of God, the God of the Trinity living in you. There's no half. You got it or you don't have it. Are you born again tonight? You have it. Start speaking truth. Start speaking the, the, the reality of truth, of God's word in your life. And you let these ideas that seem right to you, if they don't line up with what God is, then you don't challenge God. You don't challenge the word. Don't change scripture. Don't change what you believe or need to be true. You change this perceived idea. You change it. And you make it line up to the word of God. And I guarantee you, your trauma will start to shrink. And the victory in your life will start to grow. And at one day, I don't know when, but at one day, you will overcome in maturity, in strength, 
in boldness, in might. You will overcome the thing that tried to take your life, that tried to take your sanity, that tried to take your happiness, your family, whatever it was. You will overcome it, and someday you will look back. The Bible says, you will look back and say, I cannot believe you were what deceived the nations. You will say, I cannot believe this deceived my entire life. And it all starts with getting a reality of truth, which is Christ. So who the Son sets free is free indeed. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And if the Spirit of the Lord is in you, then you possess tonight freedom inside you through the power of God. I want to pray with you and encourage you to start really evaluating yourself, really breaking down your thoughts, and really put them in a category of perceived reality and actual truth. And make the truth of your life what you live by, not what you're perceiving to be true because of experiences. And that's the great thing about God. You don't have to make it up. When you experience it, it's real. You don't have to make it up, talk yourself into believing. You meet them, you know it's real. You don't, you don't have to make up to your friends and family, oh, you should try it. No, no, it's real. You don't lay in bed and question God. You know when you met him, it's real because he's real and it's true and it's unshakable. So uh, I want to pray with you before we hop off here. Uh, I just want to encourage you, don't give up. Don't sell into that idea of the new age and counsel and all that. Don't, don't, don't go down that road. Get truth. Get the word of God. It will not fail you. It will not disappoint you. It will not leave you. It will not forsake you. So make sure you're going to a good, grounded place that's biblically grounded and not just making weird stuff up out of the Bible. You want grounded truth. The last thing you want is uh, false prophets and false teachers and false pastors and false evangelists and false anything speaking into your life, a mixture of the word of God and lies. You don't want doctrines of demons in your life. You want the truth of God. So be selective who you let speak in your life. Be selective who you allow uh, to pour into your life. But find a place, get discipled, you know, tap into it, become a part of it, and don't give up. God's not done with you. You're still breathing. He's not done with you. Amen? Well, Father, we thank you tonight for those that you're reaching. We thank you tonight. Uh, for those that you are bringing this, this understanding to percept reality and what is actual truth and that you're going to bring freedom in their life. You're going to bring a movement of deliverance off their mindset outside this place that they built to survive in. And Father, you're going to give them victory upon victory upon victory as they pursue your word of truth. Because where you are, Father, there is freedom. Man, we thank you for that. We receive that. We thank you, God. And we are looking forward to boasting in Christ, boasting in what you did in our life, boasting in who Jesus Christ is in our life, while it's manifested, demonstrated, and seen by all through the evidence of our freedom. So, amen, amen. Thank you very much for watching the video, listening to the podcast, whatever you're doing, us, join us tonight. Share this, share the podcast on how that works, but help us get the word out there. Uh, we appreciate everything you're doing. For those of you that are supporting the ministry, thank you very much. If you want to know how to, you can go right to our website, tap on the donation page. You can just give right there. Uh, you can also become a partner with the ministry and join in and lock arms with what we're doing. Uh, you can pray with us. Uh, you can fast with us. You can support us financially as well. Uh, and we always are looking for other warriors who are excited about taking the message of Jesus Christ into all the world, demonstrating his power, 
and his freedom and defeating the works of the enemy and just letting the kingdom of God just run through the places that the enemy has tried to take and restoring back to what God has and setting the captives free. Amen. It just gets me excited when I think about it uh, because this is the gospel. This is the kingdom of God that we destroy the works of the enemy. We exalt Jesus Christ. We open the eyes of the blind, open the ears of the deaf, and we let the captives free. Amen. And we build an army and they go after. So if that excites you, join in with us. Again, T. Jason Price, Power for Freedom Ministries. Thank you for your time and listening and sharing. God bless you. Love you. Uh, and uh, join us next time on right here or one of our services. Check out the website to find out where we'll be. God bless. God bless. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this episode of PFFM Spirit Life Teachings. If you have any questions or comments, need prayer, or just want to reach out, please call or text 717-537-PFFM or email us at info at God bless.